What's up, fight fans? It is episode 119 of the Fight Library, and today's guest is Austin Thud Hubbard, UFC lightweight. We interviewed Austin way back on episode 44, so if you want to go check that out, go ahead, follow my guest, be my little, uh, you know what I'm saying. Anyways, Austin was so kind to talk to us before his fight. He was originally supposed to fight Joe Selecki, and uh, Joe had to pull out for undisclosed reasons, but we're still posting this all the same. He still has a fight. And it's going to be a great fight. Um, so Austin, after his last fight against Mark Madness, uh, Mark O. Madsen, I can't talk to him. Listen to me. Jeez. So uh, in his last fight, he got compartment syndrome, which is the main focus of uh, this interview. Um, we, we spend about 10 minutes on that topic. Um, so, yeah, you don't want to miss it. It's great. It's fantastic. And... Uh, it's a really wild story. I mean, he had to go to the hospital and get his legs sliced wide open. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. So he's fighting, um, now he's fighting Max, uh, forgive me if I don't know how to say his last name, Roskopf, who is an incredible wrestler and an incredible fighter. It's going to be a great fight watching Austin and Max go at it. So uh, without further ado, Austin Hubbard. Yeah! I'm here with Austin Hubbard, a.k.a. Thud, an incredibly appropriate nickname. Austin packs a punch, and he's really fun to watch. He's making his – this is your third trip to the Octagon coming up, man? It'll be my fourth. Your fourth. That's right. You got three. So um, he's kind enough to join us today. Austin, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Just uh, we. I'm I'm down south in Baton Rouge, and we had – a quote-unquote hurricane, and it was really nothing but a bunch of rain. So we're making it. <laughs> oh, well, it's good thing it didn't sound too serious. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, man, so uh, last time we talked, you just got your win in LFA, and uh, you, you looked like you were UFC-bound, and lo and behold, you're there. Um, yeah. What was that like when you got the call, hey, we need you to come in short notice and take this fight? You know, it was, it was really surreal. It was really cool. You uh, you worked so hard and so long to get to, you know, this level. And then when it finally happens, it's like, wow, it's happening. It's, all this hard work is paying off, and you're finally on your way to where, you know, you've been working for to get. So your, your first fight didn't go your way. It was a short-notice fight. It was a little bit tougher. Um, but your second fight, you won, um, and it was a bit of a struggle for you. Uh, and I'm not talking about the fight, and more or less um, your leg. You had compartment yeah. syndrome, man. I didn't get to speak to you about that. I know you've talked on it before, but I want to know about it, man. What was that like? What did it feel like? What did you, what, like, treatment you had to get your leg sliced open? Rogan was talking about it on his podcast with Cejudo. Um, walk me through that experience, man. That's got to be a, a crazy experience. Yeah, it was really crazy. You know, it was like, I didn't even really take that many leg kicks, you know. So it's like not something I, I've I've had fights where I've literally taken triple the amount of leg kicks that I took in that fight, and I don't know if, uh, you know, it's just bad luck or what was the deal. But, um, you know, once the fight got over, it just, uh, I was the first fight of the night. Um, 
you know, I was walking out and everything, and it just gradually got more and more painful and more and more swollen. And, um, you know, by the end of the card, uh, I couldn't even, like, honestly, like, I was almost sweating. It hurt so bad. I took some ibuprofen, all that, and I'm like, it didn't even dent, like, not even a little bit of the pain. And, uh, you know, I... I'm like, oh, you know, they kept saying if I want to go to the hospital. And I'm like, no, I don't need to go to the hospital. It's just leg kicks. You know, it's just a, just a part of the game. You know, I'll be fine. And uh, so we were going to go out and celebrate because, you know, the car got over about 10 o'clock. It wasn't super late. And uh, I was like, man, I'm in a lot of pain. I was icing my leg, watching the rest of the card at the hotel. And, um I'm like, I think I just want to go to bed, like go upstairs, go to my room, elevate my leg, ice it, kind of just relax instead because, uh, you know, I'm not making that trip back down downtown. That is pretty painful. <laughs> so uh, we hop on the elevator. I forget what floor I was on, like the 20th something, I think. And we start going up, and my coaches, uh, Vinny Lopez and Cody Donovan, were in there with me, helping me, you know, folding me up. And uh, as we started to go up, I don't know – I don't really know what the cause of it was. I'm guessing just the interrupted blood flow through my leg or something, but uh, I just passed out. And, uh, you know, I, I remember waking up in the elevator and, like, seeing the light of the elevator and just, like, my coach's head looking down on me. I'm like, what's going on? Like, what happened? He's like, you passed out. I was like, what? Why? And they're like, I don't know. Just lay here. Just lay still. So, you know, at that point, obviously, I was forced to go to the hospital and uh, looking back, you know, that was a, a major blessing because if I if I didn't go to the hospital and just try toughing it out, you know, and say I did make it to my room and I went to bed, there's a very good chance, actually 100% chance that I would not have my leg today and definitely would be done fighting. And, uh, you know, it could have been even more severe. So luckily I did pass out. We got to the hospital. Um, at the time, in my mind, I'm like, what, like, Oh, I'm just going to get some pain medicine. They're going to check my head. Because, I mean, I didn't think I took too many, uh, like, big hits in that fight. So I wasn't sure really what the deal was and why I passed out. I just figured it was something to do with the swelling kind of interrupting the flow of blood throughout my body or something. Because, you know, it was, it was my thighs, and that's a good chunk of meat, you know. Right. So uh, we get to the hospital, and... They do the pressure test, and by the time we get to the hospital, like, my thigh is, like, triple the size of my other leg and, like, literally so hard and swollen that you can't even push in it, like, indent it. It's like you you got it flexed as hard as you possibly can, only it's, like, even more, like, bigger and bulging because of all the fluid and everything in there and swelling. So they did the pressure test, and they're like, we need to rush you to emergency surgery. I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, I was sitting there thinking I was going to just get some pain medicine and be on my way back to the hotel. Right. And then, and then the next thing I know, I'm being rushed into emergency surgery. And uh, so they cut open my leg from my knee all the way up to my hip. And I forget the total of stitches it was. It was I think it was like 30 or 40-something. And I have a giant scar now. And, uh, you know, I ended up staying in the hospital for a week after the fight in Vancouver. Um, I was hooked up to uh, a wound vac the whole time where uh, it just is sucking out. Okay, my, so my leg is left open. 
and this wound backs on here and it's just continuously sucking out the blood and swelling and everything. So it's it's pretty gross looking and uh at one point the I don't know why, the nurses just did not want to listen to us. I'm like, dude, this thing is filling up fast and I'm like we we need to um empty it and get a new thing in here before it's too full and the lady's just like, Oh no, it's fine and uh well turns out it wasn't fine because it overflowed it stopped pumping out the the uh, fluids and everything and then uh all of a sudden my bandages started filling up with water overflowing with blood and it was like to the point to where it actually burst the bandages off my leg because it's so full of blood so i'm laying in this hospital bed just gushing out blood in my wide open leg and we were in the, a room of four people just separated by sheets. And, uh, like, it was kind of – it was like the psych ward floor because apparently they didn't have, like, room on the operation floor or something. <laughs> so it was it was a crazy scenario. Like, these crazy – uh, like, these crazy people were just, like, all around me and like, <laughs> making weird noises, saying weird things. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm having this issue and – um, around this time, luckily, uh, my teammate who was fighting that night also, Justin Gaethje, was uh, coming to visit me, and you know he he seen he was there when my leg was I I the bandage burst and I was gushing out all his blood all over and I I started passing out because I was losing blood at such a rapid rate, and so he got on the phone and started calling a bunch of people and I don't know it was a big mess and finally like the main doctor finally came in after like, uh, I don't know how many times we tried getting um, the nurses to call him to like make sure everything was all right. And, uh, so he finally came in. I was rushed into another surgery. Uh, during that week's stay, I ended up having three surgeries on my leg. And then, uh, you know, I, um, on a Friday, I had my legs like finally stitched up and closed up. And then the next day, I flew from uh, Vancouver to Chicago because I'm from Illinois, a small town called Sterling. And so I was just going to go straight to Sterling and uh, recover there to be with my family and whatnot. And, man, that that plane ride was rough. It hurt so bad. And, uh, you know, I finally made it home, though. I made a good recovery. I think it only ended up taking me about two months from the my last surgery till when I started training again. So, uh, you know, as as crazy and bizarre of a situation that was, um, you know, it ended up not being too bad in the end. You know, I have no issues with my leg at all. And, um, you know, obviously it's fully functioning. I'm fighting, training, taking kicks in it, everything else, and no issues. So I'm pretty thankful for that. But uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, quite the experience for sure. Last thing I was expecting from right, jeez. So, so for those who don't know that are listening, um, basically what compartment syndrome is, he 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 just sustained damage to his leg. He says it's not a lot, but I, everybody's body's different, and it happens at weird times. And the swelling causes blood loss to or blood to not go to wherever you get compartment syndrome. So you're in his case the leg. Um, losing blood flow is obviously bad. 
Um, you also, your nerves, they don't work. It's, it's absolutely um, crazy. I've seen enough episodes of Grey's Anatomy with my wife to know what compartment syndrome is. Yeah. And, you know, the crazy thing about it, too, in just that short amount of time, I did finally go, you know, I was the very first card on the, or the fight on that card that night. Um, and I finally, I think, got into surgery around midnight. So, you know, just a couple of hours gone by and the, the doctor who did the surgery, he said when he opened up my leg, my muscles were already turning gray and completely unresponsive. So, yeah, just in that uh, short span, you know, it, it was already that bad so like i said i was pretty pretty thankful i uh i passed out and ended up getting forced to go to the hospital because like i said if i didn't i would definitely not have my leg at the very least today right now did they did they tell you what the surgery was going to be before they whisked you in there or they just kind of hey we got to put you in surgery they didn't tell you no you know i when i got to the hospital they gave me a laughing gas um so that was cool and then they graduated to what was it? I don't know. One of the really strong ones, and once I got one of the strong, strong pain medicines, I was out for. I couldn't even open my eyes. So at that point, I remember people talking and stuff and uh, um, all that. But I, when I went into surgery, I was out. So <laughs> I uh, I woke up and out of surgery, and uh, yeah, and then just continued on. <laughs> So your next fight didn't go your way. You fought Mark Madsen, who's an amazing wrestler. Um, he's very tough. And bro, what impressed me most about this was you kept coming. Like you knew what the situation. I could tell you knew what the situation was, and you were like, "Bro, I just gotta come. I just gotta keep going." Um, what did you learn about yourself in that fight? Uh, you know, I, you know, it's crazy because. I've had such great success at the regional level, you know, before getting into the UFC, I held uh, four different regional titles, all in different states. Um, you know, the biggest one in, uh, being the LFA World Championship. And, you know, it's the learning curve in the UFC is just a, a different level, man. It's, uh, I know I have the skill set and all the attributes, and it's just kind of putting it together uh, mentally and like really knowing you belong and really, um, you know, just putting things together. It just is at a different pace on this level. And I, I do feel like I, I'm, I'm where I need to be now to really hopefully start stringing some of these fights together and, and, uh, you know, hopefully keep going up and having a sex successful, uh, UFC run. I think you're you, you're on the uh, on the way there, man. So you mentioned earlier Justin Gaethje's your teammate. Um, you've got to be elated at where he's at in his career right now. Um, what's it like having those 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 tools? Because for for anybody who doesn't know, you're at Team Elevation in Denver, which hosts names like you, Overeem, Neil Magny, Drew Dober, uh, Gaethje. Uh, you got what Curtis? You've got Corey Seinhagen. Uh, yeah. What's it like having those tools at your disposal? Man, it is it is so awesome. You know, uh, even since just the start of the UFC starting to put back on shows, we've had almost a, a teammate on almost all these cards so far. Uh, starting it off, obviously, with Justin and following up with uh, Drew Overeem. Um, plus, with their Neil, Corey. Uh, you know, there's been a handful of them, and they've, they've put on such, like, spectacular uh, performances and looked so well, you know, 
um, it's it's really motivating and um, you know like it's a good uh, measuring tool. You know, I I get to train with these guys every single day, and you know I I hope they push. I push them as much as they push me, and I, I'm sure uh, we do get equal amount of good work. And, um, you know, seeing their success is really, like I said, motivating because, you know, I, I know I'm capable of that same type of success because we're all working together, you know, steel sharpens steel. Um, so, you know, that's that's really done done uh, done my mind well, you know, um, realizing, you know, I, I do have what it takes. I do um, – I'm in where I need to be, and I, I know I have what it takes to, you know, be successful at this level. And uh, like I said earlier when I was touching on, you know, it's just a different learning curve here. And uh, I think, um, you know, the the mental headspace is catching up with the, the physical now. And uh, like I said, hopefully things will start going together a lot, a lot smoother now and not be so uh, hesitant and, and whatnot and overthinking things when I do go out in the cage. Well, when they announced your next matchup, it was Joe Selecki, and I'm like, wow, that's an amazing fight. Um, that's a sleeper on the card for sure. Uh, Joe's a very good jiu-jitsu player. Um, what do you see in this matchup that that going into there gives you confidence that you're going to get out of there with the win? You know, honestly, I, I haven't even looked up anything on him um I I mean obviously I know I mean my coaches have and they're telling me and we're game playing as best we can in a short amount of time and uh you know he's a like you said a jiu-jitsu guy grappler um but you know I I I do feel like I've faced what the best in the division is in in wrestling and Mark Madsen and grappling and Davi Ramos um no doubt that he's tough he's definitely a tough dude from uh, you know what what I hear and whatnot, and uh, I, I just need to go out there and uh, perform and be me and you know open up and let loose and and just be confident in who I am and what I can do because uh, you know I I do believe I'm I'm a better everywhere like he there's nowhere he's better than me at I feel um, so I just need to go out there and let go you know so. Also wanted to let you know, I, I talked to Mark um, after that y'all's fight, and he didn't get out of there scot free. I'm telling you, he had surgery and he broke his jaw in two different places. Yeah, I mean, I I remember when I was laying in some of those knees and stuff, and just the noise of it. I couldn't even believe he didn't go down. He's a he's one tough <laughs> dude. I'll definitely give him that. <laughs> Austin, man, I'm looking forward to your fight, brother. Where can everybody find you on social media? Oh, my Instagram is Austin Hub with two Bs, one five five, and then uh, my Twitter is the same. And uh, yeah, awesome man, Austin. I'm pulling for you, brother. Uh, I'm not just Thank saying you. that. You're incredibly fun. That was a great story from, from about your your hospital stay too. That's 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 insane, man. Yeah, yeah. It was it was quite the experience. I hope I don't have to go through that again. Oh, I'm gonna ask you a question. I know your answer already. Um, Khabib and and Justin are fighting September. Who's winning that fight? Gaethje for sure. He's gonna shock the world. I mean, it's gonna be a shock to some, but I think to others, it's definitely we know where he's at and what he brings to the table. And I I definitely do believe he uh, where he's at right now and how he's fighting and just his headspace and how he's competing and his skill set is just is next level right now. And uh, I think he's like I said, he's gonna take that home and 
that are the real belt home and shock the world. Thanks again, Austin. I appreciate you, man. I'm looking forward to the fight, and we'll speak again soon in the future. Uh, thank you, man. Take care. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. See ya. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode, and thank you for Austin for spending time with us. Make sure to get at Austin. Um, it's very important to these guys. Get at him on all his social media accounts. So um, a word from our sponsors, and we'll be done. Thanks again to everyone who listened to this episode. Please drop a sub and a review on your podcast um, app. It is great for the channel. You can also follow us on social media. Blaine Henry TFL and Fight Library underscore on Twitter. Instagram, you can follow us at Fight Library News for all, everything except for boxing, which is TFL Boxing. YouTube, the Fight Library. Facebook, the Fight Library. And the Fight Library Boxing. Twitch, Fight Library. Also, check out the website, fight-library.com, where we post more than just what you hear here. Um, we have interviews from everywhere around the world in many different languages so you can get the best martial arts in the world. Also, don't forget to check out Swamp Stank, the best band in the world. Their new EP is out. They graduated from a single to EP. Their new EP, Swamp Stank, self-titled, is out on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to music. Anyways, thank you all for listening. I'm out. Later.